monsters. We eat straight rocks and we catch you bullying. We'll knock off your socks. Yo, what's good? My name is Chester. Say a bad word and you're gone for the semester. Hey, hello. My name is Wayne. Mess with my friends and you'll feel the pain. What's up, my homies? The name is Jamie. Why be a goo? You can get more brainy. There'll be no bullying in Janky Town, so let's get going. What's up, Jank says it's a uh, janky town episode 128 uh you know where you can reach us everywhere on social media it's janky town 69 on instagram on twitter and i promise you i will get that going once again it's just been a crazy crazy hectic couple of months and uh i've been off social media so it's uh it's been uh, i mean i've been reading but not too active on it so uh yeah but i i plan to get back onto it uh you could email us or me at jankytown69 at gmail.com or call the jank line 855-janky69 leave me a message you could talk uh just leave me a message i got one good call and i'll play it later this episode i haven't been mentioning it but you could go to patreon.com forward slash jankytown and there you could click a little button that says sign up for janky town you pick a tier and that's how you will receive janky town now i guess right now is as good as time as any um janky town will be mostly exclusively on patreon starting june 1st now it's not gonna go completely away for free but it will go down to about one episode a month on the free platforms. I think it's just time that we give the the Patreon people a little more love. Uh, I love them all who support and anyone who listens to uh, to the podcast. But I need to move it all over to uh, Patreon now that I'm doing it myself. So I hope you could join me and support the podcast and the platform i want to do cool things on the platform so hopefully uh i'll have the chance but i want to start this episode with a very good weekend i have telling you about a very very good weekend now normally i don't equate camping and good weekend but you know what this was uh pretty cool um the people I surf with, the LA Surf Crew, uh, they decided to have a, a little camping weekend and go surf up in Malibu. So I decided to join them. Now, you, I don't know if I've mentioned it here, but camping sucks. And listen, I'm not going to say I slept the best in a tent, but 
it was fun just hanging with people, new people, uh, people I don't really know, and some people I do know. But we just hung out in Malibu, listened to some frogs, chased some rabbits, and then the next morning, we all got up and went surfing. Well, the people who had surfboards went surfing. I uh, don't have a surfboard, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to go home, and I did. So <laughs> I'm sure they had a good time. Uh, but the, the weekend continued when I went to what some may say is the best pizza in Los Angeles. Yes, I went to Apollonia's Pizza up in uh, on Wilshire Boulevard in L.A. It's gotten great reviews and there was a line when I got there and I gotta be honest it was damn good it it took 15 minutes to get a freaking slice but it was worth it now i just got the regular pepperoni was it the best pepperoni pizza i've ever had probably not was it a tasty ass fucking piece of pizza yes it was so apollonia's pizza on wilshire the funny thing is it's uh, located literally a couple blocks from the K-Rock offices, and now that I'm not there, I'm kind of glad because I would be there all the time and be fatter than I already am. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I went to the pizza store just before I went to a concert. (laughs) Now, this was a show at the Roxy. It was a band named Sparta, and the only reason why I'm talking about it is because it's not often where there's an album that kind of you know sticks with you the whole album not just one or two songs because there's obviously everyone has their favorite artists and and has their favorite albums but there's not very many albums which you consider like a like a perfect album and then it's not a, a chance where you get to see that band perform the whole album from start to finish and that's exactly what Sparta did with the album Wiretap Scars. Now, it was the 20th anniversary and the band Sparta has gone through so many changes, but Jim Ward is the frontman and he was the guitarist. He was the guitarist for At the Drive-In and when they broke up, Sparta was born. And uh I mean, listen, this show was kind of special because um my big brother uh, announced not announced uh showed me this album he played he went to go see a show saw this band and said hey this is a pretty cool band you should check them out and i did and we both absolutely love this freaking album so when we saw that they were performing we said we had to go see him so we went on a sunday night saw the band it's it's wild because i'm so used to going to shows in you know, big arenas, I, I like bands that, that go out. So I don't get to see these shows where there's just like not that many people there. It was at the Roxy. It wasn't even sold out, but man, it was such a good show. Sparta really can play still now, even now there's a three piece. If you haven't heard the, the album wiretap scars and you like rock music, I think this is for you. But what also was cool was the opening band. The opening band was a band called the 68. Now, I've never heard of them before. Um, I didn't know what to expect. And 
when they started jamming, I was digging it. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't hear and understand what the fuck they were saying, you know, because we were so close and this guy is just a two-piece band and he made a lot of noise with his guitar <laughs> and the drummer was right in front of us banging away and playing loud. But if you could imagine, if you could imagine the White Stripes meets the Black Keys um, with its... It's all like, and a little bit of punk rock, right? Like there was so much of that, just two piece band and really loud, used a couple of technology instruments that were really cool, sampling, looping, doing all that. But the 68, I, I, I kind of dug them. So, so it was cool to see the 68 and Sparta play wiretap scars. And that was my weekend. It couldn't have been a better one, easy going. And an easy weekend just filled with fun. So uh, I hope everyone else had a good weekend as well. So let's find out what's happening in the news. The writer's strike. That's in the news. The WGA has voted to go on strike. So if you go to any movie studio or like streaming service studio, you're going to see writers out there striking. Of course, everyone should be supporting the writers because they write your favorite TV shows and, you know, they need to get paid fairly. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about the effects that it's going to have on our TV watching. <laughs> because, of course, it's all about what we want, right? It's all about us. Like, how is it going to affect us? Well, here's how it's affecting us. The Foo Fighters were set to perform on SNL for their season finale this month. But the WGA strike happened and the SNL shut it down. The appearance would have marked the band's first time performing on SNL since the death of drummer Taylor Hawkins in March of 2022. <sighs> According to The Hollywood Reporter, Kieran Culkin and Jennifer Coolidge were also scheduled to host SNL. So that would have been cool, but nope. I mean, the only good thing is we skipped the Pete Davidson episode, so that was going to be terrible. You know it was. Um, what else is the WGA strike affecting? The final season of Stranger Things. It will not resume filming until the writer's strike ends. Variety reports that the filming for the final season of Stranger Things has been delayed due to the Writers Guild of America strike. The show's creators, Matt Duffer and Ross Duffer, took to Twitter to say to announce the news and share the support for writers on the picket line. Duffers here. Writing does not stop when filming begins. While we're excited to start production with our amazing cast and crew, it's not possible during the strike, they wrote. We hope a fair deal is reached soon so we can all get back to work. Until then, over and out. Hashtag WGA strong. Now, the strike, I mean, listen, it's given us a chance because a lot of productions are going to stop right now. So now it's a chance to uh, kind of catch up on all the things you might have missed or you haven't had a chance to catch up on before all these new shows hit the airwaves once again. One show that is going to come back and then go away forever is Yellowstone. Deadline reports that the hit series Yellowstone will be ending with its fifth season. This comes after rumors scheduled conflicts between the show's creator, Taylor Sheridan, and the show star, Kevin Costner. 
The second half of season five is set to premiere in November. The Yellowstone sequel, yes, there's going to be a Yellowstone sequel with Matthew McConaughey, is expected to premiere in December. Well, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was bad. Sorry. Uh, some other TV news that is fantastic. Scott Pilgrim, one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, the cast is going to reunite for an anime series. Anime. Listen, listen to me. An anime series at Netflix. Netflix has announced a Scott Pilgrim anime series that will reunite the original film's cast. Writer reports that Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Satya Baba, uh, Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, uh, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, Brandon Routh, Jason Schwartzman, Johnny Simmons, Mark Weber, Mae Whitman, and Alan Wong will all reprise their Scott Pro. God damn it, why can't I talk? Will all reprise their Scott Pilgrim versus the world roles. Which is pretty awesome. And what made that movie even more special to me was the fact that the music was so damn good. Brie Larson singing uh, Black Sheep by Metric. Still one of my all-time favorite songs. Her version, too. The one they have on the soundtrack. Um, some uh, bummer news for me is... That Lisa Vanderpump, you would think that with the scandal happening, that all of the Bravo adjacent uh, sites will get a boost of it. Well, not pump. Lisa Vanderpump is closing her pump restaurant. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump is closing her famed West Hollywood restaurant for good. She told E! News on Thursday, It's with heavy hearts that we announced that the lease for Pump Restaurant is expiring and we will be closing its doors on July 5th after 10 years of beautiful evenings under our olive trees. TMZ reports that Vanderpump's landlord is jacking the rent up to $1 million per year. $1 million. <laughs> now, don't feel bad for Lisa. Sure, Pump is closing, but she still has Tom Tom, which I'm sure is getting a huge boost right now, and Sir, which is always popping. So uh, don't uh, don't feel bad for Lisa. Plus, she has tons of new places popping up in Vegas, which I haven't been to. So maybe I need to go check out the Vanderpump properties in Las Vegas. And that's what's happening in the news now jank says do you like going to the movies i know i like going to the movies and i think i figured out a movie hack all right and and i hope not everybody uses it because i want it to stay viable for me <laughs> the movie hack that i have and I'm about to share with you only because you are the janksters and I love you. Thursdays. Thursdays, Thursdays, Thursdays. Go see the new movie on Thursdays. Now, for some reason, the movie studios, they're releasing all the, the weekend movies on Thursday as early as 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. Now, why is it a hack? Because there's times where you just get busy 
and you have your weekends and you want to do things. Like for me, I wanted to see Creed 3. I wanted to see 65. I wanted to see Dungeons and Dragons. I wanted to see all these movies that were coming out. Uh, what's that one? CISO or whatever. Um, that Australian, like Jason Bourne. It, it, it looks insane. Um, but I want to see those movies. But my April was so insane that I did not have the chance to go see any movie. But recently, I started going to see any movie that I wanted to, you know, that I was excited for on a Thursday. Now, this past weekend, I just saw the Guardians of the Galaxy on IMAX, of course. But I went on Thursday at 6 p.m. Now, not only was it great because I get to keep my weekend, I was able to go camping like I talked about earlier and, you know, do my Saturday thing and and do my Sunday thing. Um, But you get to see it before all the spoilers and shit come out. So that was that's, I think, the best part about it. And you just save your weekend. You don't have to give up a Friday or a Saturday to go sit at a movie theater. You could do it on a Thursday. And Thursday is practically the start of the weekend anyways. So, Janksas, you're welcome. That's my movie hack. All right, who's dating out there? If you want to go on a good first date, don't go to a bar, don't go to a restaurant, or don't even go to the movies on a Thursday night. You might want to try the gym. Researchers from Bumble and Gymshark found that 22% of Gen Z and Millennials have worked out or attended a fitness class on a first date. 32% have attended a fitness class with the intention of meeting a new partner. And 29% of respondents would rather hit the gym on a date than go to a bar. Given the big uptick in people reducing their alcohol intake and refocusing on healthy lifestyles post-pandemic, many are on the hunt for love and keen to incorporate exercises, relationship therapist Tammy Sobel says. Well, at 29%, that's barely anybody. So no one's going to the gym on their first date. Come on, man. That's even that's that's like one in every four people. So that one person's alone trying to go out find a date. But I will say a hike is a very good first date, right? Because you get some exercise in, you show your partner, you show your potential partner that you could last. So so like you have endurance and you're pretty smart. So, you know, you go on a hike, you get that exercise in, and then you get that exercise in. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so what's the most dangerous job in America? Where you are most likely to get injured on the job. You might think the answer involves machinery or construction, but the survey of occupational injuries and illness found that most common cause of workplace injuries is other people. Psychiatric nurses, bus drivers, school teachers, and nurses are among the professionals are among the professions most likely to be hit, kicked, or bitten at work. Luckily, workplace injuries have dropped in categories like overexertion, repetitive stress, and slips and falls. However, this also means that jobs where Americans are most likely to be injured are now primarily worked by women. Ew, I don't like where this is headed. Uh, training and de-escalation, increasing pay, and keeping staffing levels reasonable can be some ways employers can keep employees safe. Now, I mean, if someone says, 
there's a chance that you could get bitten at work. Yeah, I think I'm skipping that job. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure every job you can get bitten at work technically by your coworkers, but I don't want to put myself in harm's way. So, yes, psychiatric nurses, bus drivers, school teachers, and nurses, we salute you. Oh, man. Pranks are stupid. You see them everywhere. Like on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, remember that whole era of all these stupid pranksters? And uh, yeah. Well, this one might be awesome, <laughs> but didn't turn out as expected. A student fart prank leaves six hospitalized. School closed and six students ended up in the hospital when a fart prank went wrong at Caney Creek High School in Texas. A student confessed to using a highly concentrated prank stink spray called Hensgout's fart spray. The principal said in an email to parents, after the smell was detected last Wednesday, police arrived in search of a gas leak but found none. Six students reported headaches and were treated at a hospital and eight others said they felt sick. The school then closed until firefighters could verify the safety of the air quality. The school is investigating the incident as it is believed multiple students could be involved. Ooh, fart gate. Damn, can you imagine like what kind of how toxic that spray was? Ugh, but it's still uh, probably better smelling than after Catherwood goes to the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Are you stressed at work? This may be the reason why. If you were like me, you like to open browsers. Well, there's a study that says too many browser tabs connected to stress. All these unfinished tasks might have a toll on your mental health, according to a recent Alto University study. One in four people feel stressed when their computer is cluttered, and this can lead to being forgetful. Our concentration lapses when interesting things appear on screen. True. And then we start following links and collecting tabs. Also true. Uh, John Lidquest said, Multitasking can also lead to having trouble completing tasks. The activities pile up while preventing people from being efficient. Setting a maximum number of open tabs can help. Nah, there's nothing that can help that. You either have your, uh, you're either a psychopath that has their desktop all cluttered with files, which it's easily a right click away and just click organize and sort. So that should never be the case. But, or you're like me and have just hundreds of tabs open because you just need to go back to them. You need to keep flipping back and forth through all these tabs and you don't want to close them and keep opening. So I get it. But yes, it, it, it can be stressful. So eh, a study I agree with. All right. How about this? Customers are being asked to tip even at a self-checkout. Some say it's emotional blackmail. A recent report from the Wall Street Journal noted the rise of digital self-checkout kiosks are hitting customers with a tip prompt at the end of their transactions. The prompt has frustrated people who are being asked to tip workers with whom they've had no interaction. According to the report, the majority of consumers found tip cues during self-checkout to be confusing. Many wondered where the money was going, though some people were willing to take on the extra fees. 
Tipping has been an increasingly controversial point of debate in the country, with many Americans experiencing tipping fatigue as they get asked to tip at more places and face the effects of inflation. Now, this is very simple, guys. Listen, I think this goes for waiters and all that are going to disagree with me. I believe you should tip waiters for sure. Baristas, sure, yeah. A cook, sure, why not? But if there's someone who is literally just handing you a bottle of water uh, or something, just minimal effort, and they flip that thing around and it says tip, go ahead and hit that no tip button because it's it, it doesn't matter, you know? Like, they're, like I think it's just... Uh, I guess I can't speak for them, but if you don't want to tip, you don't have to. It's not that big of a deal, right? Especially for all these new places that, you know, a guy just takes your order and that's it. That's all he does. You don't need to tip him. No, it's fine. You don't want to tip? Don't tip. 855-Janky69. It's been a minute, but it's time for the jank line. Jank line. This is the jank line. Call us if you have some janky news. Jank line. This is the jank line. Call us at this number. I'll tell you too. It's 855-526-5969. Nice. 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 Oh, if it doesn't end in 69, then get a divorce. <laughs> All right. And this call comes from our man, Taylor Williamson. Dave, you told me this was your phone number. This is the janky line. Line? The janky line line? What do you call this thing? This is Taylor Williamson, your best friend, runner up from America's Got Talent. You need to tell all your friends to come see me on May 11th at the Comedy Store. I'm filming a comedy special. Tell your friends to come. Don't be janky. I know that's the town you live in, but tell your friends. Spread the word. There's a few tickets left. I'd love to have nice, wonderful people who like comedy. My comedy, preferably. doesn't help me very much if you like other people's comedy. If you like Dave's comedy, I don't know if you like my comedy. Dave, please tell everybody to come to my show. Please. Please. I love you, Dave. You're my friend. Who are we kidding? You're my friend, and um, what do what, what I have to do for you to tell your friends? I'll take you to the airport, okay? Oh God, I'll take you to Burbank Airport. Let's be honest. I'll take you to Bur. <laughs> I will take you to Burbank Airport. I agree to that. But you have to meet me at my house, which is in Burbank, and uh, I'll take you there. That's the deal. Okay. I love you, and I love all your fans. Most of them, except for. Except for Derek, he's a jerk. He knows who he is. Okay, I gotta go. I'm very busy. Okay, bye. What did Derek do to Taylor that he hates him? Wow, Derek, don't be a dick. But Taylor's a good dude. And if you can, if you want to go hang out and watch some comedy and support someone who's been a friend of the Kevin and Bean show for a long, long time uh, and is my second favorite number two in the world, uh, Taylor Williamson is playing the Comedy Store. Uh, this Thursday, May 11th. So tickets are online at ComedyStore.com. Uh, some, someone you like is going to be there. I'm not going to say who, 
But I've been told that someone that I think the audience, everyone in the audience is a fan of, will be in that crowd. So if you want to see him or her, him, um, come out. Come out and hang out. And I'm sure everyone's going to have drinks after. I'll be there. I'll be there to support my buddy Taylor. Uh, and I hope uh, you could check him out and have a great night and support Taylor as he films his comedy special, which is crazy. He's going to have another comedy special, so that's cool. All right, Taylor. I hope you sell it out. All right, now it's time for some fast stories about fast food. McDonald's is selling its Big Mac sauce on the side for the first time ever. Fans can order these dipping cups of the iconic burger sauce, the Big Mac sauce, perfect for fries, hash brown, nuggets, and more. It's uh, available now for a limited time. Well, the Big Mac has been available since 1968. The fan favorite sauce has never been sold on the side. Uh, staple sauces on the McDonald's menu include tangy barbecue, which is the best one, spicy buffalo, which I've never seen in my life, creamy ranch, which is not bad but not good, honey mustard, which is probably the second best McDonald's one, and sweet and sour. Uh, which a lot of people like, but I'm just not a fan. But limited edition dips like the Szechuan sauce have also appeared on the menu. The Big Mac, the Big Mac, the Big Mac sauce side cannot be ordered in store and is only available via the McDonald's app. Now what? Okay, that's that's BS. Why do they make you jump through hoops to order fucking sauce? Like, if you pulled up to the window and you're like, hey, I order chicken nuggets, can I have some barbecue sauce and some Big Mac sauce? Are they going to be like, nah, dog, we're not giving you Big Mac sauce. You got to order on the app. No. So just go up to the window and ask for the damn sauce. All right, look, it's no extra charge with the purchase of McNuggets, but you can also order it a la carte with any McD's uh, menu item. To honor the legacy of the Big Mac, the dip cups are also decorated in retro packaging with blue and silver packaging mirrors, which mirrors the original sandwich wrap that was used back in the 1960s. Ooh, so collector's items. All right, I guess I got to go to McDonald's and use the damn app and get some uh, Big Mac sauces or just ask them at the window. All right, but McDonald's also has some other updates to their menu, which is happening this month. The fast food spot has been in research and to the fast food spot has been in research and development to bring new changes to their Big Macs, McDoubles, and even just plain old hamburgers. All the buns will be getting a revamp, and onions are getting added directly into the burger while it's still hot on the grill to impart more flavor. Big Macs are even getting some extra Big Mac sauce. The difference between the OG double cheeseburger and the new improved versions are actually huge, says Kate Hogan, director of digital specials and features. Now, she sounds trustworthy, so I, I believe her. Uh, the shiny bun is so inviting, and the burger itself has a great grilled taste like it came off your own barbecue. Now, that I doubt. But, you know, what's funny is they, one of the, one of the, the perks of, the McDoubles and what makes them great is their hamburger buns. So there's no need to change that. But I guess they are. So rollout for these burgers have already started on the West Coast in cities like Los Angeles, Seattle, Phoenix, Denver, and more surrounding cities. 
and all the U.S. guests will be able to get their hands on the reimagined burger by 2024. That's why California is better than everywhere else. We get the first McDonald's burgers. Speaking of McDonald's, a man eating McDonald's for 100 days is down nearly 30 pounds so far, and now his wife is joining him. Uh, Kevin McGinnis, also known as Big Mac Coaching on TikTok, revealed that he's been following an unconventional weight loss plan. An all-McDonald's diet for 100 days where he'll be eating nothing but half portions of the fast food chain menu items for every meal. According to Yahoo News, he shared that his wife, Megan McGinnis, will be joining him on his food journey for the duration of the challenge. For all of you who have been following along saying, yeah, but you're a guy, you don't understand whether or not this would work for a woman. Guess what? His My wife of 32 years, Melody, is joining us on the last 60 days of this journey, he said in a recent TikTok video. This week, Kevin shared that he lost 29 pounds on day 34. In a TikTok clip sharing the update, Kevin said he doesn't have proof whether or not it's working, but he's on his way to, to his goal. Now, if you're eating half of of mcdonald's like doesn't that work cost effectively as well because then you're feeding two people with one meal so yeah it's not bad um so maybe give that a try fast stories about fast food panda express test runs their spicy wagyu beef dumplings at a california location panda express is offering a menu item with 100 percent wagyu beef is it wagyu or wagyu I'm just going to say Wagyu because that's the way I've been saying it. I'm sure that's wrong, but that's how I'm saying it. It's the first time they're offering the Wagyu beef. Called the Spicy Wagyu Beef Dumplings, the new experimental menu items are available from now to June 1st. Only at the Chain's Innovation Kitchen in Pasadena, California, which serves as a testing grounds for potential new dishes. The latest experiment menu item is inspired by Zong Dumplings, a popular street food that can be found in Chengdu. Uh, the dumplings were reportedly named after their creator, Mr. Zong, uh, who created the local delicacy in the late 19th century. It's unclear if the spicy Wagyu beef dumplings will be added to the Panda Express official menu once the, tist- the testing period is over. Now, here's one testing item that I know I've had in Westwood and they need to put on every every Panda Express menu. And that's the orange chicken burrito. Yep, <laughs> the orange chicken burrito. It's like a plate inside a wrapped tortilla, in quotes, as they say. Because it's, I, I don't know what they use, but it is damn good. It is damn filling. And it's, I can't recommend it more. Uh, I wish someone would check on Beer Mug right now. It was just announced that Burger King is closing a lot of stores. Makes sense because their food sucks. So that's all I'll get. I'll say about that. Fast stories about fast food. Americans were caught smuggling fruit roll-ups into Israel. Fruit roll-ups have exploded in popularity thanks to the TikTok trends. But the snack is hard to find in Israel where which has prompted American tourists to attempt to smuggle in hundreds of pounds of the sweet, sticky stuff. The sticky icky? It really is a sticky icky, isn't it? 
one American couple tried to bring in 375 pounds of fruit roll-ups in their luggage, and customs officials have confiscated about 650 pounds of it so far. One man who had his snacks confiscated said he was bringing the goods over for his family and that it had something to do with the ice cream. He was perhaps referring to the trend of creating a mochi ball with ice cream and fruit roll-ups. Oh, my God. Just, like, what's going to happen with all those fruit roll-ups in Australia? Now, do they have to kill them and, and throw it away like a frog or something? Or Johnny Depp's dogs? No. Uh, do you think they're going to eat them or they're going to slang them on the side on their own? I'm guessing the latter because that's what I would be doing. I'd be like, look, no harm, no foul. You didn't know, but we're confiscating it. And then, boom, I'm out there slanging fruit roll-ups. <laughs> yeah, so those are some... Fast stories about fast food. And finally, how about a message for the ladies? If your man tells you that he has to poop, he tells you when he's going to poop, where he's going to poop, if he lets you in on his pooping information, which is sacred, by the way, he loves you. No doubt. All right, Janksters. Well, I think that's enough for now. Uh, hopefully, this one was a little short and sweet. Got to talk about some cool things and uh, some new food items that we might have to go try. Uh, but like I said, I just want to remind you that uh, June 1st, Janky Town will sort of be exclusive on Patreon. So I hope you can sign up at patreon.com slash janky town and uh, join us on this adventure. And, and thanks for the support. All right, Janksters, until next time, squish! They try to cut my shit! We don't want you! We want you! But this is Kevin!